Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jordan Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. I got so much to digest here on a Monday. Hope everybody's doing well. One, that video of landing on Mars is pretty cool. Mm. Have you seen it yet? I saw the screen capture. I haven't seen the video of it. Was that, is that, am I late to that party? Did that just come out or has that been out for no, like that, the The live stream happened during our show on Friday. Yeah. Oh, it did? Are you talking yeah. about like the video of them reacting to it? Like the yeah, people, yeah. I think that's new coups. Oh, yeah. there's like video. They just okay. put out a video, like yeah. a, it was like a three minute video. It was reaction um, and also some, I think, more images. That must be new then. That's new. That is new. Okay, yeah. so I'm not stream. late to that party. But that one's new. I thought you were talking about just like the, like the video of them on Mars. Like, yeah, yeah, it's been up there for a little bit. I knew bit. that had happened. That's why I didn't know anything. where the sequencing was. But I more importantly, as we were talking to Kardashian and Kanye West the other day, sure. I just saw this on Forbes. Daft Punk? They now oh. have to... <laughs> I saw that, too. If Fred came out with that, I would have been... I, I did surprised. see that, but I didn't know what the heck that even meant. Uh, uh. It's, it's history, Brent. That's what that is. The combined net worth of those two, by the way, is $2.1 billion. Yeah. Like, did they say I, I would never get more? divorced be just because I'd have to deal with that. Gotta be. True, right? Who? It's gotta be. Did they say who's making more? more? Uh, I, mean, just, I haven't got that far down the article. Kanye I stopped at this. Shoes, Things get more complicated when it comes to their shared real estate and toys, including their Calabasas mansion. Calabasas. Calabasas. There you go. With an estimated $30,000 bathroom sink. Absolutely. Is that that gold plated? Those make up less than 5% of their collective assets. I'll tell you what. I don't think anybody's peeing in that sink. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Very good. Maybe that's why there's a divorce happening. Maybe Kanye did pee in the sink. Kanye West is the richer of the duo. There you go, Cruz. 1.26 billion. But wasn't he asking for money? That's why like, I was thinking that. Like he, yeah. was, he was at one point asking for money. Interesting. Well, that's what happens when you're in the shoe game. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, so, I'm sorry, he's worth 1.2 billion. They have. <laughs> this is going to be great. <laughs> so here's a look at what each member of the Kardashian West Union would likely walk away with should they part ways. Kanye West, $1.26 billion. Okay. Yeezy, $1.26 billion. Kim Kardashian West, $750 million. KKW Beauty, $500 million. Cash and other investments, $250 million. What that leaves is $70 million. I just donated to charity, people. Wait, why, why is Kanye West and Yeezy different? I don't, the, the I don't company. know. Maybe I know it's a it. company thing. Okay. So he owns 100% of the shoe brand, which is known for its uh, chunky sneakers that cost upwards of 200 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> the, <laughs> the company's value is bound wow. to Adidas, which manufactures it in a model uh, similar to a royalty stream. West collects about 11% of Yeezy's annual revenue, which was about $1.3 billion in 2019. Using a conservative multiple, Forbes estimated in April 20 that the brand is worth 1.26 billion <laughs> chunky of all the adjectives described like high-end luxury you say chunky for Kanye West shoes yeah I didn't yeah. know that would be a word to describe that yeah kind of stuff all right that's is that the, sorry cool, is but that I just the, read that coming in I was like that's wild is I, that the most expensive shoe deal you think between Kanye West and Adidas because we always talk about like Michael Jordan you know but yeah I wonder if Kanye has the like the highest ever Interesting. Well, I you have to up. check that out. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine. I think we'd know more if that was the most expensive. Speaking uh-huh. of shoe deals, uh, did, it'll be one of the most fascinating books someday. What's that? Is what was hidden from the Nike Zion Williamson 
thing. <laughs> I read something over the weekend. Just I think it was like the anniversary yeah. of him blowing the sneaker. Yep. Remember? Yep. And nothing was ever said. Like nothing. No, he didn't hammer the Nike that they're under the table deal must have been in place. And then he boom gets gets the big deal and stays with Nike, which was pretty wild. Yeah. They must. How much do you think seriously he got extra in that deal? Let's just say like twenty million extra because the sneaker blew oh, and he didn't say anything. Definitely a little cream off the top, right? Because he was the biggest name and they wanted to go someplace else, yeah. like the Puma or yeah, something. Exactly. So yeah, they definitely gave him a little extra money. Hey, hey, that was on us. It won't happen again. Here's an extra ten million. Before you get there, is Zion Williamson as big a star like right now as you thought he'd be? Like I feel like he's just not on the radar. Why is? I was that? watching him last night, man. I'm he's not doing his thing, he's good. Like, but yeah. he's been good. Like I'm just saying, he's not. He's efficient. Is, is the NBA still so big with other stars that Zion hasn't really crept up? I Even think, John Morant, like I get it. If yeah. you pay attention to their teams, they're they're doing fine. I mean, with all due respect to Ja, I think Zion's bigger than Ja. Well, he would, would be bigger. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, would be willing to say, like, too. if you were to tear it out in terms of the young guys that are big, Luca's above all of them right now. True. I that's a good yeah I think I would which I mean that's why I beat Dame in the All Star vote. They were tied except for the fan vote put Luca above them. I when just don't feel like probably had a better season. When 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 Zion Williamson was at Duke, I felt like I heard his name. People talked about him on every show. Yeah. Like it was he the highlights, was, man. He was, was in, the, dunks. He was was in the headlines. Like kinda yeah. okay, who's gonna draft him, all this stuff. I feel like he got more exposure at Duke than he's getting probably. at New in New Orleans. Now, yeah. again, I'm not sure that's super accurate, but it feels that. Way. Well, yeah, yeah, because he was, you know, he was the number one college guy. He comes into the NBA. There's still a lot of other guys. I mean, like everyone over the weekend was talking about Anthony Edwards' dunk. Yeah, yeah, and, that was pretty sweet. Oh, which was oh, yes. but, but <laughs> that was aggressive. But no, but like we haven't had like a Zion dunk like that really. You're yet. right. You're right. That's it. I mean, you had what one a week in college. Easily, yeah. yeah. And so like, there's been like he had. I think that. Might have been the All Star game, or maybe it was like the right before he was even drafted. I feel like there was a dunk he had, but I I don't feel like there's been anything yeah. since. I'm waiting for that wise. moment. Yeah. So Kanye West back in 2014 inked a deal for 10 million dollars with Adidas, but the stipulations were not um, public, uh, as opposed to like what the percentages that how much he makes per shoe, and then also obviously the creative design, which I feel like he's 100% creative design on that. So it was the largest contract for a non-athlete ever. So he's not the, the richest guy in terms of his shoe deal, but he's the biggest non-athlete to have one. Huh. Are there a lot of non-athlete deals now? There's some. Drake has one, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, well, there's Who? Drake. Oh, Drake. There's uh, Post Malone had the Crocs, you know I mean? Luke Combs with the yeah, Crocs. Yeah, Luke Combs with the Crocs, even though you got yeah, in trouble. Yeah, that feels a little bit different. Uh, but, man, you know, I guess it's not. It just feels a well, little I mean, bit different. Because they're Crocs. Well, they feel really comfortable. Yeah, that I mean, feels Post more like selling a crock for 150 bucks. Like there are a lot of people with clothing <laughs> lines, right? Like Aaron Andrews has a clothing line. Really? And so, yeah, and so I, I just feel like the crock thing fits more in the clothing line thing than a sneaker deal. Is there Aaron Andrews? Is it like like the jackets? Or I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I mean, feel like she wears like a lot of like suit like sports. Well, jackets. I think it is. Yeah, Obviously, it's for women, but I think much sure. like Cam Newton has his own. I don't know if he still does, but he had his own suit line. Huh? Yeah. Interesting. Um, they're pretty nice too. Like I, I know they had them. I, I I don't know which maybe I was in shoot I don't know where I was somewhere at the what's the, some of the, like the big box store at the the mall T J maybe Max. Sillards or no. T J Maxx Belk. is Belk oh. one Belk's one well, yeah. Belk is a store so maybe I was there but I don't the, know if they, they still carry they had Cam Newton suits at Belk I think they did okay yeah. okay so Let yeah it, it wasn't like um, yeah it was for, fit for the box store sure, consumer sure. you know yeah yeah um, but they were pretty, they were 
pretty nice. Like I remember looking. Made. They're called made by Cam Newton. Yeah, but like, does the, he the, still have it? Uh, that I'm not sure. Well, that's ironic. We're gonna talk a little Cam Newton. Yeah, today. we are. <laughs> made though, like that, that's the brand name. Yeah, made. Yeah, I remember that now. I can almost picture it the like, way it was kind of made spelled like out. Like M A D E. Yes, correct. Okay. And then by Cam Newton. Okay. Yeah, you know, I mean, get yeah. it. Uh, okay. You, you want to do your own clothing line someday? No, nah, I'm all good. Really? <laughs> I'm all set. It's going to be black t-shirts no, no, no. and bands. What you should do like, like hats because it would be ironic because you don't wear hats. I don't hat. wear hats. I mean, if a hat could fit my big noggin, I'd definitely rock <laughs> one. It's just like it's hard to find those big hats. Yeah, that is a tough one to find. Yeah. That's a niche I'll right just, there, though. A I'll just make black shirts. If you can't get hats, you could start making that. It is a niche, as you say. I uh, like that, Coos. That's good. Uh, you could go like the big and tall hat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I feel like hats are people with dreads. There's not like That's a what I mean, yeah, yeah. There's not a market really with I mean I guess there is like the Rastafarian you know like the yes, big that's what I was thinking so, yeah so scratch that okay. <laughs> that's a good idea yeah it was a good idea for a minute I was minute. pumped up for a second but like, they uh, have sports teams on them that's a good point <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they do sport team no they don't they don't <laughs> man. So, could do that Brent yeah. Martin Austin Lane Coos here on a Monday hope everybody had a good weekend Cam Newton is a little bit of a story how much of a story is this or this came out Sunday right the the whole deal if you don't know. Uh, he's holding a camp. Yeah. And Cam Newton, by the way, does a lot for the community, has always and, and continues to do. Uh, and he's not the superstar he once was in terms of the NFL. Listen, he just hasn't played well. And I think you can debate whether he even should have a starting gig in the NFL. I think most people would say no at, at this stage. Uh, but he is still Cam Newton. And he holds a camp, and this kid starts like basically heckling, heckling him. Yeah. You know, at his own camp. Yeah, you have the audio? Uh, Kuz has it. Listen. I'm not sure if there's cursing, so let's have fun. Oh, boy. Ooh. You're a free agent. You're a free agent, Rich. You're a free agent. You're free agent. You're about to be poor. You're about to be poor. I'm rich. You're about to be poor. I'm rich. You're a free agent. I'm rich. You're a free agent. I'm rich. You're a free agent. What's your daddy? Let me talk to your dad. Let me talk to your dad. Oh, what's your dad? You're a free agent. What's your dad? You're a free agent. You're a free agent. You ass. Talk to him. Let me talk to him. Where's your dad? Where's your pop? You ass. Where's your dad? So basically, it's it, Cam Newton is doing this camp for kids. Yeah. This kid, and this is like a seven-on-seven seven tournament, essentially, I think is what it ends up being. And this kid's a high school kid, mm-hmm. and he starts calling out Cam Newton at his own camp. And so <laughs> Cam Newton's response was, I'm rich. And he said, you're about to be poor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which I don't think that's happening anytime soon. No, I'm sure he's got investments. Cam Newton says, I, "Where's your dad?" Because he doesn't want to hand talk about Here's, the kid. You know, I, yeah. I, I, my take on this, real quick, is, come on, kid. Like, what are you doing? Eject that kid from this camp. I, I didn't find anything wrong with Cam Newton. I'm just going to tell you that. Well, like, did yeah. you? No, not at all. Did you see the video that Cam posted after that? I know. Then? And, and then the kid wrote an apology now. Yes, now the kid has apologized. But, um, and somebody made him apologize yeah. because now he's gonna he's getting watch, this is going to turn into this because this is the way Cam is, I think, and the way some of these guys are. They're gonna put their arms around this kid sure. and say, Hey, yeah, all right, you messed up, but you know, now all of a sudden he'll be like best buddies with him and he'll have five million Twitter followers and all this stuff and probably yeah. have a scholarship waiting, which I don't know if that's the way you're supposed to go get all that kind of attention, but somebody made this kid write an apology mm-hmm. over the last 24 hours, and they should have. Correct. Um, this is a big deal. My, my point of this conversation is, yet yeah, I don't think Cam did anything wrong. Uh, the kid, come on, man, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I also don't think it needs a blanket statement about kids and respect and all this stuff. I think this kid, you know, whatever, he shouldn't have done it. I also think this is the... 
example of a slow news cycle. This is a weekend when there's really not a lot going on, and this kid does this, and it's like, boom. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it yeah, just yeah. becomes this huge story. And, and I thought of it the moment I saw it. I was like, oh, kid, bad timing for this, man. Sure, <laughs> like, no, for bad sure. Bad timing. For sure. This is just, if you do this in, in August or in training camp, yeah, yeah. this thing's just like, you know, Whatever, six pages in. Mm-hmm. No, for <laughs> sure. Two pages. Instead, it's like the lead everywhere. Yeah, no. So listen, obviously, with this kid number one, you're at Cam Newton's camp. All right. So how how you're gonna heckle the dude whose camp you're at uh, is beyond me. Number two, and listen, I, I know you don't want to get a blanket statement to all the kids out there, but I'll go and blanket it right now, man, because I think there definitely is an issue um, in terms of respect and in terms of parents stepping up and, and instilling good values in their kids. And all I'm going to say is, listen, respect is going to take you a lot farther than Chase and Cloud ever will. Okay, so if you want to make fun of Cam Newton because you thought he was going to get some Instagram likes or you thought he'd get some more TikTok followers, well, good, good luck with that. But where is that going to be in 20 years? Like, are you trying to be remembered as the guy who made fun of Cam Newton as a kid at his football camp? Like, what is that going to get you? Absolutely nothing. And you could really tell what this kid was bringing to the table because my favorite part of that soundbite, which didn't get played, but when Cam Newton asked him, how'd you do today? And the kid just kind of like, you know, he mumbled a little bit. And then one of his teammates goes, He's fast, though. <laughs> yeah, he's fast, though. He's fast, though. <laughs> like, hey, like that's going to be the deciding factor. That'd be it. Like, for instance, like, Kuz, go and ask me how Brent is at golfing. I don't know how, how good Brent is, but ask me how Brent Martineau is good as, at golfing here. How is Brent at golf? He hits it far. You know what I'm saying? He hits it far. Like, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, What is that supposed to say? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I'm the girl with the good personalities, what you tell me. Pretty much, man. So with that being said, the fact that the kid, like his friends, the boys that are supposed to have this dude's back, they just go... He's fast, though. Yeah. That's all it gets you so far in football, man. And the kid didn't get whatever Cam was trying to do, even in that second video, because he's he, like, he you want to see my tape? See my yeah, tape? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, because he was, thought he was being set up, you know, for something. But it's, I don't, I don't want a blanket statement. I don't know why the kid pulled that out. I don't know where that came from. It almost felt set up from his standpoint, like somebody dared him to do it. Of course. You man. know, he, he wanted the Instagram likes. And That's what it is. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where this story goes. So, uh, again, I will say I thought Cam Newton handled it pretty well. Yeah. Like that, listen, the I'm rich stuff, that's kind of – I don't know if you need to go there. I mean, it's facts, but uh, I don't know if you need to go there. I thought the dad part was good. It's like I'm not talking to you, kid. Yeah, let yeah. me go talk to your dad because <laughs> let me go talk adult. to somebody who, who, who raised you or who, who would – what would they say if they saw you doing this? Yeah, and and yeah. that's what I thought Cam was trying to do in that spot. I, I actually thought that part he handled pretty well and um, – it's just, I mean, that was, it was a shame He's, of the weekend that that was such a big story. Not the, I guess just kind of clicking around on his um, Twitter, he's apparently one of Pennsylvania's top linebackers for 2022 in high school. Is he really? He didn't look that big. He's a linebacker, mm-hmm. huh? It's, it's on the list. Like, he retweeted it, and he's on this list that they have. Okay. I so looked I today, know. so he tweeted, when he tweeted out, um, and every, some people were retweeting it, I, I think he had like... I want to say 1,500 followers. Yeah. Now I want to see, like, by tomorrow how many he has. No, for sure. You know? Without a doubt. And listen, smart of him to put the his highlight right at the top of the he page. Did. He pinned it. He, he knows exactly what he's doing. Oh, so you're on his page? I'm on his page right Okay, now. so how many followers does he have right now? 911 right now. Oh, so maybe he only had, like, 500. Yeah. But this is Twitter, man. I'm sure the Instagrams are just going off the, the hook that's right true. now. That's true. Yeah. That's where the kids are at. That's where the kids are at, man. And the TikTok. He's probably got... I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, a 20K coos? 30K? He's got endorsement deals over there. Oh, yeah, already. Yeah, uh, he's 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 getting um, 
royalties on YouTube right now. <laughs> We're just still trying. Well, ESPN tagged him in the, like the like ESPN's giving him some shine. Uh, but well, that's the thing though. That's what that's I'm my to call point. Somebody ESPN out ran with that story. I mean, yeah. because that there was nothing else yesterday. Man, I mean, you can only talk about Novak Djokovic. Winning another Australian so, Open so much. Here's what's going to have to happen. I'm going to have to like sign on with like a Trevor Lawrence football camp and then heckle Trevor Lawrence and get it on video wearing an ESPN 690 shirt. <laughs> and then, yeah, we'll get the we'll, we'll get some of the clout from there, and then we can get some more viewership. Well, we, you, you say that, but people, yeah. I think, actually plan like you just planned. You think so? Heck, yeah, I think so. They're going to make fun of him? No, no, I'm just saying in general, people plan these kind of events oh, to no, get exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, like, you're kidding? But I think that's just the way it is right now. I mean, yeah. you, you have to be on alert for that stuff. It's it's almost just like this comedy show yeah. uh, onto like a reality show set you up pr- like a prank. Yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> that's what it feels yeah. like. And listen, and this is why I don't coach kids, all right? This is why I never became a coach. Yeah. It's, it's, it's instances like that. Hey, what are the Jags doing right now? Like, it's so boring. I need something. <laughs> I think they're getting ready for free agency, I hope. Yeah, and that's why I kind of put today in the title, right? I put uh, Jags game plan. Like, what's their game plan? What What are they doing inside the building? Now <sighs> Glad that, you asked. Now they got past the, the whole Chris Doyle stuff, the hiring of the staff, the hiring of 50 million people with titles. You know, now you go to work, yeah. right? You go work, evaluate your roster. Do you think they've already done a good deal with that? They already have Bulky who's in the building. Meyer had to evaluate a bunch of the roster to take the job. I'm assuming some of his assistant coaches are getting caught up on their positions, what they have, how they feel about Cam Robinson, how they feel about their secondary. I would assume that's just natural stuff that takes well, place yeah. with a new staff or not a new staff. No, right? no, for sure, for sure. I mean, that's I'm sure that's where all the time and energy is going right now. Maybe that they go to the Jack's Beach bars and hang out a little bit, but I doubt that, right? <laughs> Margaritaville. Yeah, Margaritaville. Margarita Margaritaville. Margarita 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 the fascinating thing I would want to see, it's not even that, of course, you'd love to see it all, but if I could see one thing mm-hmm. in their building, it would be kind of like their their aggressive or passive plan, you know? So what are they going to do? Like, how has Urban mapped it out for the next, say, two years? Sure. And, and kind of what we talk about a lot with the free agency, are they going to spend? Yeah. And so... Like, ideally, if things work out, this is planned for 2021. We're going to spend this amount of dollars. We're going to get these couple of positions in free agency, uh, two big stars, and then maybe a couple of C-level guys or B-minus level guys that aren't going to cost a fortune, but we're going to bring in some veterans, core special teamers. I want to see that whiteboard. That's the one I want to see. With that being said, after break here, let's talk about a big position, the left tackle. Yeah. Do they re-sign Cam Robinson? Do they franchise tag Cam Robinson? Do they bring Orlando Brown in, or do they bring Trent Williams in? Yeah, uh, franchise tag tomorrow. And I've also got another thought. Allen Robinson has been such a hot topic around here. I kind of love how the fans all want Allen Robinson. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to tell you why. The one big reason why I don't think it actually happens. So all that recruiting was for nothing. Listen, I'm not saying I'm rooting against it. I'm just telling you why I think it's going to be tough for the entire free agent wide receiving class, not just um, in Jacksonville. uh, Are they going to tag him? Tag your it, Alan? It could. I mean, right. I mean, you could do that. But uh, I'll tell you why. When we come back, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690.
Mike Martineau. Some uh, NBA play-by-play here this week as well, right here on ESPN 690. Austin Lane. Hey, hey, you're right. <laughs> yeah, I know. You look over like you're gonna make it. Yeah, man. I'm making sure we're all good here. Hey, listen, hey. I, I get choked up about the new lineup. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. You could be concerned with the fact that, you know, statistically, he never took over a game. You know, he was good. You could almost call him a game manager. I think that his delivery gets a little bit long at times, a little bit slow. It didn't necessarily lead to turnovers in the NFL, which is, or excuse me, at the college level, which is what we usually listen to. And then the fact that this is a very lean frame. He's 6'5 and 5'8, 218 at 213 pounds. He's going to have to bulk up a little bit. For all the athleticism that you love, the footwork is crazy for someone that tall. He's still very, very light, very lean. So I think it is fair to say if you get drafted by the Jack Jacksonville Jaguars, like we expect, are you going to be able to handle to take a beating from the Tennessee Titans, the Houston Texans? You're going to be able to deal with the pass rush that you're going to see in the NFL, the, the type of bodies that you're going to see on defense. That's the big question. I mean, we're poking holes in a very pretty picture when you start to talk about. Okay, there are concerns. Every player has a concern, right? With Trevor, it's just the fact that there are the fewest concerns that I think a lot of us have seen at a quarterback prospect in a really long time. Maybe back to Andrew Luck. Maybe a little bit before that even. I can't get I, – I, that was Matt Miller, by the way, ESPN. I, I wish you would have told me his name because now i got to hunt. The Tennessee Titans pass rush, huh? This was the whole Zach Wilson stuff from last week a little bit. Did he, did he call him a game manager? Did he call him a game manager? Did he call him a game manager? Call Trevor Lawrence. Can we hear that again? You could be concerned with the fact that, you know, statistically he never took over a game. You know, he was good. You could almost call him a game manager. Okay, stop, stop, stop right there. Friend, what are we doing? I don't why know. We, but why are we giving this guy time on our show is what I want to That's know. That's Kuz played it. Well, you're better than that. Kuz, and you're better than that. <laughs> this like, is why I played it. I wanted I know, this exact I, I know. situation. It's this reaction, you know, I, like sometimes we're like YouTube influencers. Well, did you hear what he said there? Listen, I don't think Trevor Lawrence is a game manager. Now, that, call, call me crazy. <laughs> that is an odd description. Call for, me crazy. That's an odd description for Trevor Lawrence. And you know what? I don't think the Tennessee Titans are that going to get into the quarterback because they finished one ahead of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And how were the Jaguars last year in sacking the quarterback? Uh, not good. Not good. <laughs> not good, Brent. Horrible, <laughs> yeah, good. one would say. Okay. And I would tell you this, too. This is going to be the national perception of the Jaguars because it's it's just not a focal point of theirs is that their offensive line is bad. I'm telling you, it will be the folk. The Jags were bad, so their offensive line is automatically bad. Like, that will be the thing. And I don't think that's true. I, I've said that before, before. I think half the teams in the NFL would take the Jags' offensive line. Sign up for it. Yeah. Like, I really do. Yeah. Uh, I'm not calling the Jags the best offensive line, but I'm just trying to illustrate that they're far from the worst offensive line. Like, far from it. In fact, I think you could look at their offensive line and, and call it somewhat of a strength of their team on a team that doesn't have a lot of them. <laughs> but uh, if a guy that just had 1,400 total yards from scrimmage in the backfield and he was an undrafted free agent. You don't do that without the offensive line's help a bit. Mm-hmm. So uh, the game manager part was a bit surprising. Listen, I think Matt Miller, you know, he's going to die on the hill a little bit now. Of uh, And listen, he kind of couched everything in the back end of that reaction with we're poking holes so you gotta you gotta keep it in the context first of all but um yeah but when when you say game manager it sounds like you're poking holes in a garbage bag and i I don't appreciate that yeah the game manager is a kind of a bad that's a bad context for a quarterback you know you don't this is one thing you don't do you don't say generational quarterback and game manager in the same sentence yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that is something that does not get. Nobody called Andrew Luck 
John Elway, Peyton Manning, a game manager. Yes. <laughs> they just didn't do no. it. So uh, I don't think that's key. But I, I believe some of this is going to come about because of last week's comments about Zach Wilson and does Trevor Lawrence have to be the number one guy and is he as great? And Ryan Clark, I, I think it was, who also was on that um, part of the segment, also has said that for a year. And nobody wants to sit here and say, hey, I, I, I'm telling you guys Trevor Lawrence is bad. Yeah. Like nobody's saying that. What people are trying, the people like maybe Matt Miller and even Ryan Clark are trying to do is kind of say, hey, settle down, settle down a little bit. Yeah. And listen, we've done that with other people before. I mean, I know I've done that with players before. Uh, they're just in the minority right now of people doing that with Trevor Lawrence. And, and listen, should the Jaguars worry about the Colts' pass rush? Yes, you probably should. Should they worry about the Houston Texans' pass rush? Nah, I'm not sure about that. But should you worry about the Tennessee Titans' pass rush? They had 19 sacks last year, okay? I ain't scared of no 19 sacks. Now, Derrick Henry, yeah, scared of him. Yeah. All right, yeah. nightmares, seeing ghosts. <laughs> but 19 sacks last season? No, the Jaguars shouldn't concern themselves with that. No, I don't think so either. Uh, so that's a little bit of a Trevor Lawrence Game manager, though, huh? I know. Is, is that a declaration man- of war? <laughs> yes. Is that a declaration of war? <laughs> that is strong. Are we going Game- to war now? <laughs> Game manager strong, Are we man. going to war with Matt Miller? Like, that is Man, I tried. I'm I'm doing my darndest to not like just homer up so much and defend like he's the greatest of all time without even playing it down in the NFL. Okay, but game managers pushing it on the other side. Well, you know what? Let's go ahead and and let's calm down a little bit because there's still a lot of uh, there's still a lot of NFL's you know preseason to work through right now. We're only in February, Brett. But I'm just saying, (laughs) if a talking head from the national scene, no disrespect to Matt Miller, I mean I I kind of know who he is, but I'm saying if one of the big dogs says that about Trevor Lawrence, I, I mean, when I say big dog, I don't know, like a Stephen A. Smith, Max Kellerman, somebody like that, we're going to war. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I'm, tell, I'm telling you right now. Hey, it's on. Sound okay. good? That it's sounds on. good. Okay. Let's do it. All right. All right we'll call him out. Uh, so, you know, we just mentioned offensive line. More Orlando Brown stuff in the works today, yes, right? Yeah. Uh, I think it was the NFL trade rumors or – and who knows, man. I mean, people might just be throwing this stuff, but thanks for the Monday topic. And – People are bored. We've, we've talked about it now a couple times over the last month. Orlando Brown looks right. He wants out. He wants to play left tackle. Yeah. Uh, it looks like the Ravens are going to try to work out a deal. At least that's the smoke coming out of Baltimore, even though he's a very good player. And the Jags could be a contender here. First of all, they have the ammunition. They have the dollars to sign him to a big deal. And they could use an upgrade at left tackle, even if you like Cam Robinson. And I kind of like Cam Robinson. Mm -hmm. I have no problem with Cam Robinson being the left tackle on either a franchise tag, which could happen even tomorrow, or a minimal type deal. Kind of a moderate deal is what I would call it. Not this blockbuster deal. What are you talking moderate? Like 10 no, no year, I, I, I don't think plus? that's feasible. I, I think when you, you're talking Laramie Tunsil's like highest paid at about $19 million, I believe it is. So that means an Orlando Brown type would be 20 That means the market for a guy like Cam Robinson, because it's a left tackle and it's a premium position and there's it's not a lot of good players out there on that spot, I think you're talking more like $13, $14 okay. Sure. And so is it worth franchise tagging? Is it worth a two- or three-year deal that still says show me a little bit before I give you the five years, $90 million or whatever it might be? be or a hundred million dollar deal I, I think that's it I, I think cam robinson if the jags keep him they could go the franchise tag route although i'll be a little bit surprised if they do that tomorrow i have no idea i'm just going to say i'll be a little bit surprised he's the only guy that they could even tag really he's the only one in the conversation mm-hmm. but if i were the jags and i don't want to go get orlando brown or if i don't think that's going to work out i'm really trying to get like a two or three year moderate level deal done on cam robinson because I think that's fair for him and the team. 
I think he still has some stuff to show and prove. I, I don't think he's been his resume doesn't scream out five years, 100 million. Yeah. It just does. not And so and that's not a knock on Cam. Again, I'm a believer in Cam Robinson and I'm OK if they have him. But I do think he still has to earn and show that he's top flight left tackle in the NFL. And that being said, if you can get Orlando Brown, if that makes sense for you, like we've talked about before, give away that 25th overall pick for Orlando Brown. And, you know, it's probably going to cost you a little bit more than that. Maybe it's a fourth rounder on top of it. Jags have plenty of capital. They have plenty of money. And they would certainly upgrade. This is not no disrespect to Cam Robinson, but Orlando Brown's resume says he's better. And that would be an upgrade. What I would then argue, Austin, because you know I'm higher on their offensive line than a lot of people are. Yeah. If they got Orlando Brown, does that make them one of the top three, four, five offensive lines in the NFL? Does that put them in the conversation for the best? Listen, they have an all-pro guy resume with Andrew Norwell coming off a good year. Sure, They have Brandon Linder, who many people respect around the league. It's probably definitely the most underrated Jacksonville Jaguar. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And I I saw something today in a mock draft. I think it was Brugler did it. And uh, now I forget who the guy. Oh, it was Ohio State. It was a guard from Ohio State. And they said instantly would upgrade over A.J. Can. And I'm telling you, man, he's the most underrated guy they might have on their team. A.J. Can. A.J. Can. Yeah. I, I'm fine with A.J. Can at right guard, and I think he's been very consistent for them. I well, think the, the question thing, though, mark Brent. on their line would be Jawan Taylor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, obviously we expected big things from him last year, yeah, I mean, and we didn't. he didn't take the big step that like we expected step him to. a little bit. Correct. But here's the thing. You said you're fine with A.J. Can. Well, you can be fine with Cam Robinson, too. But if the upgrades are there, and I get it's from a left tackle position, it's a little more important. But if you have that conversation saying, well, if you're okay with A.J. Ken, if you're indifferent towards A.J. Ken, that's fine. But if you have a chance to upgrade, then upgrade. Yeah, but I'm not trying – I am not. I don't want to over-dramatize Ken and put him in this echelon of, like, you know, Pro Bowl guys. I don't yeah. know about it that much. I, what I'm saying is I know what Orlando Brown is. Sure. And so Orlando Brown would be an upgrade. I don't know what this Ohio State rookie guard's going to give you mm-hmm. in year one and two. I think Can will give you just as much. Are, are you confident in Barch at all either? No? You haven't seen I mean, uh, obviously, enough, yeah, yeah. You know, that's well, good depth play. He's taking pretty high. You know? yeah, Eventually you got to earn your stripes. Yeah. And, uh, we, they knew it was going to be a bit of a project there. Correct. So I don't want to rely on that, but I like the depth. You know, at least yeah. you have somebody that you might like to groom into those roles. But bottom line to me is if they got Orlando Brown, now I can't say this if they have Cam Robinson. I just can't. But if they, they get Orlando Brown, if, if they were to make a deal for that, do they instantly become one of the best offensive lines in the NFL? I mean, I wouldn't say best offensive lines because the question mark with Drawn Taylor is still there. I think AJ Can is okay. I, I wouldn't say even maybe a top five offensive line, but I would put them top ten. Yeah, I, I'd probably go further, man. And I, I guess offensive lines are tricky. Cleveland has to have a pretty good offensive line. They run the heck out of the football. Correct. Right. Yeah. Uh, Dallas, we've always heard, but Dallas has been in the decline a little bit. For years, they were the best offensive line. Hmm. They've declined. Uh, you know, Baltimore's usually feels like it's good. Yep. Um, you know, man for man, is it? I, I think uh, New Orleans is always up there okay. pretty highly. Uh, so, again, I, I believe the Jaguars. Obviously, it, the Colts. Yeah, the Colts. The yeah. Colts actually widely considered the best offensive line right now, don't you think? Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, they're very hard to judge an offensive line. I'm just telling you, I think the Jags would be in conversation as a top five offensive line in football. If they got a guy like Orlando Brown, that has to make you think about it. Even if you don't agree with me, you might agree they're in top 10 instead. I'll give them top 10. Well, even if that's what you think, Mm -hmm. right, then you have to at least toy with the idea, right? You have to entertain. I asked at the end of the last segment, what's the Jags game plan right now? What are they doing? Well, they have to be having that kind of conversation. 
Yeah. Uh, the one thing I think you got to be careful of, and I'm trying to remind myself on a daily basis talking about the Jaguars, because I've done this before. And I've said, hey, you're all right over there. I like that guy over there. Okay, there's a big difference between you're all right over there, I got that guy over there, and we can get this much better over there. Mm-hmm. Well, this is a great example of it. Cam Robinson, I'm all right over there. I think he might even turn out to be pretty damn good. But I know this guy's good. If yeah. I can pull off that deal and make me great at the left tackle position with Trevor Lawrence coming to Jacksonville, man, i got to almost exhaust every possibility of doing it. No, I hear what you're saying, but here's the thing. I don't want to exhaust the first-round pick. Not um, even 25. I thought we said that was okay. No, no, because well, the more I think about it now, the more I want to risk it for the biscuit and really make a wave here. Now, Orlando Brown would definitely be a wave. And if the Jaguars decide to do it, I won't be the most upset about it. Because, once again, it makes you better at the left tackle position, and it shores up the left side for Trevor Lawrence. The biggest goal this year should be try to protect Trevor Lawrence, your biggest asset. But that being said... I'm also not the biggest Cam Robinson doubter out there. And I also feel like Trent Williams might give you a little more. You know what I'm saying? So with that being said, and I actually did a little research here. So if the Jaguars wanted to move up, and now here's here's what I say I want to risk it. I want to risk it for the biscuit, Brent. Right? Because here's how I look at the twentieth the twenty fifth pick. You trade that pick away regardless, and that's gonna be the Jalen Ramsey pick. Mm-hmm. And from now on you're remembering, okay, well we got we gave up Jalen Ramsey for this. Now if you give up Jalen Ramsey for Orlando Brown and then obviously Caleb on Chase on as well, but more specifically Orlando Brown and be like, All right, that's good. I mean every time Trevor Lawrence completes a pass, it's like, Well, he didn't get sacked. So good job. Like I feel good, good about that. You feel that's good about that. That's not why it. you make a move, but, but, but I feel better about but that. But do you know what I feel great about though? I mean you feel good about that, but you know what I feel great about? Kyle Pitts. Every Kyle Pitts touchdown that the Jaguars would get, you'd be like, all right, Jalen, we don't miss you anymore because we got Kyle Pitts. Now, it all depends where does he go in the draft because this guy is everywhere. He's going top seven in some mock drafts. He's falling to 15 to the Patriots in some mock drafts. So it, it really depends on where do you see Kyle Pitts going. Is he going top 10 or outside the top 10? If you think he's going outside of the top 10, well, the Pittsburgh Steelers back in 2019 traded their 20th pick away and their, tw- their 52nd pick away to move up 10 spots. And in doing that... Say that again to me. Okay. So the Pittsburgh Steelers traded their 20th pick and their 52nd pick um, and then their third-round pick for the next year okay. to move up 10 spots. So from 20 to 10. To 10. And really? Then, and then they got the linebacker dude. Um, uh, Bush, right? Devin Bush? Oh, yeah, Devin yeah, Bush. Devin Bush, yep. yep. So then they got Devin Bush out of that. Really? Yes. So to move 10 spots, they go their pick. That makes sense. They swap picks. They give a 52nd, which is a second rounder, and a third round the next year. Correct. That's cheaper than I thought it would be. Exactly. Now, the Jags would have to go 25 to potentially 10, well, 11, 12, something like that, well, if, if he falls out of the top 10. Here's what I'm saying. Well, the way the, the – I mean, listen, the trades happen all the time. Don't get me wrong. But the way, like, I'm breaking down this mock draft right now a little bit is New England does make me scared. And I think New England's always been the team that's willing to take more draft cap. They are. So with that being said, if he's there at you know 13 or 14 and you had a chance to trade that, I tried New England and I tried that first round pick, probably a second round pick as well, maybe a third round pick. I think it's worth it. You get Kyle Pitts and now you have that guy that's going to make the splash and it's like, hey, Jalen Ramsey, we don't remember you because we got Kyle Pitts touching touchdowns, catching touchdowns. Over well, here. listen, I if you could do that, let's just say, I, first of all, I don't know if Pitts is going to make it to 15 at New England, but New England does like to trade, and yes. they like to trade back and compile picks. So let's just say, for your sake, I'd sign up for that tomorrow. You yeah. go 25 to 15, mm-hmm. and you give up that 25th, probably number 44, 
and also like a fifth rounder. Yeah. If you do it from that, well, how long ago was that? That was last year. That was 2019. Okay, so that would be the equivalent of something like that, something close to it. You yeah. know, maybe it's a third and a third. I don't know. Maybe it's a second and a fifth. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever, it, whatever the value is, I wouldn't mind that. I would, I would not mind that. Uh, there are some people that don't want to jump up to get pits, but you know, you and I agree on this. We like the pits. Uh, going up to get him. I think it's too expensive in the top 10, but if he falls out of the top 10, falls. But if he's outside the top 10, yeah. we'll take him. I also feel strongly about a guy like Sertan, although I highly doubt you're going to trade up to get a corner. I just don't see that happening. But if he were to fall back into the teens and you only have to slide up seven spots, I think this guy might be the best guy in the first round outside well, of a quarterback. And the ironic thing, too, about that draft is they traded with the Denver Broncos. Now, the Denver Broncos got Noah Fant with that 20th pick then. A lot of a lot of people thought Noah Fant was going to go maybe top 15, top 10 because yeah, of his speed, his athleticism. He goes 20. Now, he wasn't the first tight end taken, obviously. That was TJ Hawkinson. But it's interesting. Yeah, very interesting. What's the likelihood of that is what I'd have to ask myself. Do I go get Orlando well, Brown no, with my listen, 25th overall pick, or do yeah. I hope that Pitts falls no. and somebody wants to deal with no, me? No, without a doubt, that's the thing. You're, you're definitely playing the hope game, and listen, you can't you can't win a lot of football games with a hope game. Yeah. But what I'm saying is if you have Trent Williams out there still in free agency, or if you want to re-sign Cam Robinson, I wouldn't be yeah. opposed to that, and then wait and play the hope game and hope that Kyle Pitts falls to yeah. maybe 15, then you trade with New England. Yeah, th- you have some fallbacks, right? Yeah. There are other options out there. I don't know if I love Trent Williams with this football team, just because his age. I'm just feel like it you never know when it's gonna go don't it, tell it to his face brett have you I, seen that guy i, I get big it big dude i i wouldn't hate it okay yeah yeah but i just feel like orlando brown at what 27 years old or i can have trent williams at 33 years old i want to be good for the next three four five years well trent's not a part of it in two years three years yeah you know that's why i don't think trent williams makes a lot of sense here uh, I thought about the wide receivers as well, and I actually want to ask, I'm going to put it out on social media right now. If you have a thought, jump in, 904-362-9901. Would you like to move that 25th overall selection, if you could, to trade up and get a guy like Pitts, or before the draft even begins, before free agency begins, go make a move for a guy like Orlando Brown? What makes sense to you if you could do both? We have no idea if you could even do both. Yeah. But if you could, uh, which one would you rather go attempt to do? We'll talk more about it on ESPN 690 next. Hey, welcome back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Brett Martin of Austin Lane. Coos here on a Monday. Hope you had a good weekend, everybody. All right, so here's the deal. Austin would like to. He really is high on the Kyle Pitts move up in the draft if the opportunity presents itself. Okay, there's no guarantees. Yeah, But we yeah. know that. We understand that. But in this hypothetical. of rainbows, Brent. I'm, I'm learning, man. Yeah, I mean, listen, yeah. I don't mind the trade back up. I don't think you need 11 picks, all that stuff. I don't even mind Kyle Pitts. I like Patrick Sertan as well if you they do. fall to a right spot. You do. But the question is, if you're the GM, would you hold that 25th overall pick for the draft in case Kyle Pitts slides to number 12, 13, 14, you could yeah. jump up and get him potentially? Or do you maybe look to trade that now and go get an Orlando Brown if that's part, again, if you can make it work? There's no guarantees, and there's more to the package than that, okay? Yeah. You're going to have to trade up a second-round pick and probably a fifth next year. One of the it's, So it's part of the package is the whole point of this but, this little exercise. But the way we are talking about it last, or two years ago, Brent, I'm sorry, uh, the, the Steelers traded with the Denver Broncos. Yes, and this, so there's evidence of that. Yeah. Was a t- they got 10 spots up. They yep. traded their 20th, 20th for their 10th. Also a uh, third rounder. Second pick. And a second rounder. Yes. Right? Yes. So, so it, w- it was a first rounder, a second rounder of the same year, and then the following year was a third round pick. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we got Chris hanging on the line right now, I think. Let's get to uh, Chris. Uh, what's up, man? Hope you had a good weekend. 
Yes, sir, I did. I appreciate that. So I got five I got five words, A Trade Lane. What you got? Risk it for the biscuit. My man. He's learning, <laughs> yes, Brett. Wait, so which yes, one's sir. more risky though? Do you, so you like the the wait to see if Pitts drops, or do you like going to risk it for a guy like Orlando Brown, left tackle? I would like to get aggressive and see if we can. I know there's he's projected all over the board right now, Pitts, but I would like to get aggressive during either now or get active now with some people and let them know, hey, we're trying to move up. Because we have so many picks, and I agree with you, Brent, that we don't need all of those picks. Where are they going to play at? I would like to get some depth, don't get me wrong, at offensive line, defensive line. Um, and I have a side question for you guys, too. Do you guys think that D.D. Westbrook will ever be able to shake back? Yeah, uh, not in Jacksonville. Like he's done, But you mean in the NFL? Well, yeah, I just know he has a lot of talent. I know injuries have been a big yeah, thing, yeah. too. I just remember when he first came out in 17. I'm, I don't mean to cut you off. Halfway through the season, remember, he was hurt, but he finally got his start late in the season. He was pumped. He was like, I'm going to get this many yards, da 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 So there was just a lot of lot of hope around him. Yeah, Chris, appreciate the call, man. Thanks uh, thanks for listening to Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. You know, Didi's interesting. Obviously, he's not going to be back with the Jacksonville Jaguars. No, probably not. But I, I do have hope for him in his career still. I, no, team, listen. I thought he was going to turn it on. Not necessarily last year. I thought the year prior, and it just never took off. He got off to a nice start. I think that's what Chris is referring to. Correct. And then it just never hit the next gear. Listen, he has film out there, whether it's from a couple years ago, but he has good film out there. And teams are always intrigued by good film. Now, is he going to be a one receiver, even a two? Maybe not, but as a three receiver, I think some team will definitely take a chance on him. I think he's a maturation guy as well, too. I think he needed to learn to be a pro. I think there's some things. Nothing like eye-popping. I just think that's part of it. You know it. There's guys in the locker. You just got to grow up a little bit or mature a little yeah. bit to, to, to learn the game, learn the body, learn, the, learn everything about the business. Yeah. Um, and I think if he does that and maybe takes a big step, then he can find consistency because that's usually the problem with younger players is the consistency part. I think he did flash it sometimes. Yeah. I think a lot of people had high, high hopes for uh, for Westbrook. It just never really materialized on a consistent level here in Jacksonville. We had to take a break. We come back. We talk more about the NFL, though. I want to stay on Orlando Brown a little bit, the Kyle Pitts stuff, but I also have a thought on Allen Robinson and this receiving group in free agency and why I think the Jags and a lot of teams potentially might be hands-off. It's coming up on ESPN 690. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.